ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland proudly presents our spectacular festival pageant of nighttime magic and imagination in thousands of sparkling lights and electro-synthomagnetic musical sounds. The Main Street Electrical Parade! Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we try to explore different avenues of the great Disney empire. This week, we are running on half throttle. We've got Milford. Hello. And Crystal. Hey, guys. And I am RJ. So Crystal just came back from a whirlwind Disneyland tour with her husband and her son. She is going to give us a little recap of her trip, and we're going to ask her some questions as Milford and I are the only two. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Adrian as well has not been out to Disneyland, so we always have tons of questions about Disneyland, especially when Jessica is on. So being that Crystal is fresh back from it, we will uh, definitely get some good information about whatever we're, we're thinking about. Take it away, Crystal. We ended up having an amazing trip. So this is our second trip to Disneyland that we took. We did a similar trip the same time last year, which was in February. So we went for eight days this year. It was a Friday to Saturday, following that Saturday trip. So hopped on a flight, and uh, we actually flew into LAX. So it was a bit of a Uber ride over to the hotel from there. So we did stay off property. We stayed at a Homewood Suites, which... You know, when you go to Disneyland, I think most people stay off property when you start looking at Have you guys ever looked at the hotel rates for some of the Disneyland properties? They're, it's insane. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Like starting at three to $400. And then like we, I just looked at like the cheapest room for Grand Californian started at like 490 while we were there and makes me glad i have dvc points and you know february is a really low time of year too to go with the weather being chilly and so i know those are probably pretty good rates so we actually stayed in a homewood suite got a two-bedroom place with a kitchenette and we were right next to the parking lot for disneyland so we were able to exit our hotel and jump on the bus from the disneyland parking lot and took us right into the hotel so Great hotel location, tons of room, seeing that we have a little one that was with us. So we could have him sleep out on the, the pull-out couch in the other room and close the door. And then we had two uh, tw- like queen-size beds in our room. So it was awesome. And then in the morning, they had free breakfast, which Disney does not offer. <laughs> nope. So I highly I highly recommend this, this hotel because free breakfast in the morning. And then if you happen to make it back at a decent hour... From 5 to 7, they have managers special, too. So they'll have pizza and cookies and different things from, like, Monday to Thursday. They'll have, like, a mini dinner as well as free beer and free wine. Wow. So one – yeah, it was incredible. Like, one night our son fell asleep, and we went ahead and called it a night because it was kind of chilly. And we went ahead and walked back. And I walked in with, like, got a glass of wine. Kid, kiddos asleep in the stroller. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> best night. Winning. <laughs> yes, definitely. So it, it's I highly recommend that property because versus a Disneyland hotel, like we actually stopped by and just visited all of the hotel properties because we wanted to explore everything. So we went and ate at Cal, um, 
at the Disney Californian restaurant. We went there for afternoon tea. We also checked out PCH Grill at the Disney or at Paradise Pier, and then we went to um, I'm sorry, we went to afternoon tea at the Disneyland Hotel, and then we just went to the Disney California um, Hotel as well and checked it out. So we like checked them all out, and they're all I mean they're really nice properties. Disney's Californian is definitely their premier property. It's kind of Wilderness Lodge on steroids, and it is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful property. You can overlook Disney's California Adventure, which is gorgeous. But the other two properties are just really converted properties that Disney's taken over. So you can kind of see the remnants of, hey, this used to be Convention Center Hotel. They're not. They're not overly impressive properties. Like they're not. They're not fully themed out like a Disney World property is. So that was one of the biggest adjustments of going from Walt Disney World to Walt Disneyland um, or to Disneyland, excuse me, was that you just didn't have to stay on property. For Disney World, I always recommend people stay on property. Like it's going to shorten your experience if you don't stay on property. It's just so much easier to stay uh, at Disney World. Disneyland, I would actually recommend going off property um, and, and selecting a different resort. So we had an awesome time at Homewood Suites. If you, you know, we did walk in a few days. It's a one mile walk, like from our door to the front door of Disneyland. It was a one mile walk. And surprisingly, everybody was walking. Um, and I would say that most of the time we walked because by the time you had to fold up the stroller and throw it on the bus, walk <laughs> to the bus, yep. it was just easier yeah. for us just to walk in. So, and it's crazy when you walk in too, because you walk past normal reality where at Disney world, you don't see all of that. So you're walking past a Denny's and an IHOP and a CVS and a Walgreens. <laughs> it's like um, Vegas. <laughs> it, it is. It's you kind of like you're on that neon strip and we were joking cause we didn't have it this time, but last time we would like leave Disneyland and there would be like homeless guys like smoking, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like smoking stuff outside. And you're like, what is, this is like five feet from the exit of Disneyland. Like I cannot believe this is happening. Like, so it was, yeah. Much more of that jerk back into reality with Walt Disney World. I feel like it's a little bit more immersive, but we loved making the trip out there because we like to be able to leave our house and still go on vacation. So no laundry to do, no dishes, all that stuff getting out of the house, no, no bills to pay. So that's why we kind of made the journey from Orlando to Disneyland. But we stayed at Holman Suites, great property. I highly recommend it. Um, you know, we did check out those other properties. The food and stuff was great at those properties. Again, it's, nothing's included at those. So if you don't mind paying for your family to go out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then I would check it out. And it was hard not staying at those properties. Like one night I was like, we just need to just move rooms like one night and go check out one of those other properties. <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't end up doing it. So, but we did purchase um, an annual pass because that just made more sense for us while we were there. We weren't able to do the coast to coast. We just did an annual pass. And that was great because we were able to park hop. So if you haven't been there before, Disneyland in Disney California Adventure are like right across the street. Like not even across the street. Like when you walk out of Disneyland, you can immediately walk into California Adventure. It is not, but maybe, I mean, it's just like a, a small walk. They're just walk separated in. by a little courtyard, right? They are. And it's a, it's pretty amazing. So um, typically I wouldn't say, hey, you, if you go to Disney World, you need a park hopper. If you go to Disneyland, I would get a park hopper because you can easily hit both parks within the same day versus Disney World. It is such a debacle to change parks. You know, your fast passes don't transfer. you got to get on a bus. It might take an hour or two. You know, it's not an easy process. Right. I mean, one morning 
the line for Disneyland was long, but DCA was short. We literally went into DCA, rode the trolley, bought some Starbucks, and went back over to Disneyland. The line had gone down, and we went into Disneyland. Like, we just went over there to kill some time. So it was, it was a, a really cool experience. We went to the parks all eight days that we were there. So everyone thought we were crazy because we would just wake up in the morning, get ready. You know, we were, the time change was a little challenging, so we were three hours. <laughs> they, they are three hours behind us. So that part was an adjustment for us, especially with a child. But we'd wake up at five in the morning almost every day four or five and we'd jump up out of bed get ready to go and by the time we got moving and had breakfast we were pretty much getting there at park opening (laughs) and we'd spend all day there till about i would say seven o'clock at night and it would start getting chilly so most of the reason typically we left because it got too cold but and i'm saying this is florida cold it was like probably 50 (laughs) like 40s and 50s (laughs) but we would get chilly so we would just end up saying hey let's call it a night but we spent most of our time at disneyland and i it is just the intricate details are so cool. Like that versus Disney World, they do a lot more of the little hidden stuff because the park's so much smaller. So, for example, like on Main Street, um, just like in Disney World, they have the Main Street like windows along uh, along Main Street, but there's just like little characters in them. The Disneyland windows they tell like an entire story. So they'll be like the story of. Um, Frozen and Peter Pan. So one window will be Frozen, one window will be Aladdin, and the next one's Peter Pan. And they will go through like a little storyline. So it'll show an image of, you know, Anna and Elsa, and then all of a sudden, like it, it'll shrink down and additional scenes will pop up and also show Olaf like dancing in a field. And then that'll shrink down and another one will pop up and it'll go through like the full storyline of these movies. And you can stand there for five, 10 minutes and watch the different scenes change. And Aladdin is just amazing. They have like Abu still try to steal the gem. And then all of the, like the volcano lava, like pops up and he's running and the, the rug comes in. It is so incredible to wow. watch. That's pretty cool. It's like, a, it, I mean, and each one is different and each one has so much cool stuff in it that you can just stand there and watch each each image and each scene that that comes up. So there's a lot of small things like that, like little hidden gems. In addition to that, like Disney World has the same thing where you can go into select locations and they'll have a phone. And if you pick it up, it'll actually call someone and you can have a con like you can hear people talking on these party lines and stuff. And most of those at Disney World don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you pick up the phone, it just doesn't work. Yeah. All of all of their phones like that, they still work. It's so cool. Like in the Starbucks, like you go in there and there's two phones. If you pick up the phone, They'll like somebody will actually be on there like like the recording will start and they'll be like, Oh, we're connecting you to this party line then you'll hear like two sisters arguing about getting off the phone and it is just like the little hidden trinkets like that make it that you so that we were able to spend the full eight days there. Where I think if you were just blazing through those things to get to Matterhorn, you would have missed all of that. That was really awesome. You know, and then they do have a lot of the same attractions. But they're still different, which is so awesome. So my husband and I, we did a lot of like comparing this ride versus that ride. And almost in every situation, the Disneyland attraction beat out Disney World. I think the only one that we liked better at Disney World was Splash Mountain. So every other attraction, like Peter Pan, for example, just the Peter Pan at Disneyland like crushed the one at Disney World. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like we got off and we're like, it's not even fair. Like... I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I thought our Peter Pan was awesome. I mean, it's obviously the one that I feel is like classic and that I relate to. And that's the first one we've ever taken our son on. 
so it's special to us. But I mean, where we have just like water painted for the, you know, like for Neverland, they have like an like a, a light up LED screen that looks like water's coming through. And instead of like our plastic bag looking clouds, like they have these LED lights that stick out that looks like twinkling stars and you're floating among the stars. It is incredible. Wow. Like absolutely incredible. Um, so almost every single ride is cooler. In addition to that, we went on Space Mountain and they have the Star Wars overlay. And again, I'm not like a huge Star Wars geek. And I got off and I was like, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. So there's one part like they do, like you're going a- along like the track and then there's a little dip and it looks like um, you're like in a battle with somebody and they're shooting stuff at you. And right when the red lights are like coming at you, you go down the dip so that you'll miss them. Oh, and wow. like there's music playing the whole time. And it is, it is super, super cool. In addition to that, the rides seem to be a little bit more manicured too. Um, so landscaping, all of the lines for all the rides are outside. So in Disney World, everything's pretty much covered because it's so hot. So to get you into the shade, most of the areas are covered. We're in Disneyland. Everything is outdoors. Like Small World starts outside. Like you board the, sh- the boat outside. And the first part of the ride is actually on the outside. But most of the lines are just like, where you're standing around landscaping. Like they've cut, like Alice in Wonderland, like cut the trees and the bushes to look like they should fit that attraction. So that was a a, a big adjustment, but it's so cool. Like the way that it's manicured and as well as like all the animatronics for whatever reason, the I don't know if the Imagineers, because they're out there or the Disney executives are there, but I feel like the standard of cleanliness and the look of the attractions are even better. Like, Super bright colors, everything. I don't know if it's just the sunlight in in Orlando and maybe some of like the the salt in the air, but it just, everything looks a little bit more dull in Disney World where like in Disneyland, everything looks like brand new, like the day it opened. Um, Well, it's it's a lot less to to maintain (laughs) between the two parks. So I, I don't know what the reasoning is. Yeah, it was really cool to like we it was hard not to do the the compare and contrast the whole time, um, especially on the attractions like Pirates, um, Pirates, for example, by the end of the ride, I was like, I'm ready to get off of the ride. Like the attractions are so much longer, too. And I guess because they're not as focused on like, hey, I need to just turn turn people in and out of here. Like, hey, we have X number of people that are going to enter the park. They feel like they need to get on five attractions to make it worth their spend. So we're just going to crank them out and the ride's going to be 45 seconds to two minutes. Um, Pirates went on forever. (laughs) I mean, so like you start in this bayou and you go past um, the the Blue Bayou restaurant and then like you actually go down a big drop. Like we got soaked. I got more wet on Pirates than I did on Splash Mountain. So the drop was that big. And then they went through like the entire ride and they had a lot more scenes too. I mean, it wasn't just like the same scenes. Like, I think we were like six minutes in and we just got to like the first scene of the other ride. Wow. I was like, I feel like we've been on here forever. <laughs> um, but all of the rides are like that. So Peter Pan, Splash Mountain, um, you know, the bulk of the rides, the, the length of time that you were on the rides was much longer than what you are at Disney World. So we found that interesting. But the crowds were still really high on the weekends and then nobody was there on the weekdays. 
So it was like 92 or 94 percent capacity on the week the weekends. And then they gave it like a one or two rating um, on any weekday, which was crazy. So <laughs> we waited to ride anything. Um, we maybe went on one ride because, you know, they don't have a lot of fast passes there. So we didn't really go on much on Saturday or Sunday when we got there. We waited till Monday and then we were able to get like we were walking on, you know, Snow White Scary Adventure, um, you know, the Toad's Wild Ride. Like we walked right, not walked right on it, but it was maybe a 10 minute wait where it had been a 45 minute wait over the weekend. So the, the crowd levels were very interesting. I'll be curious to see how the parks handle the crowds when Star Wars opens for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. I think they're going to be pretty bogged down. Yeah, well, definitely in that area, it's going to be a highly concentrated area of people over there. Plus, I think by that point, they'll have their max pass system or whatever they're they're calling it probably in full swing and all the bugs worked out of that. So I don't know how many attractions they're adding it to in total once it's done, but... Yeah, you know, they have more attractions with single rider lines but less attractions with fast pass. So that was very interesting because, you know, just being my husband and I, we had to swap off with our son. And the single rider line was very handy for us. And then we tried to think of, hey, how many attractions at Walt Disney World have single riders? And we could really only come up with one or two. So we, Aerosmith and Everest, and that was it. I, I can't track. think of any other test track. So mm -hmm. that, we, you know, just two to three where, you know, most of the attractions over in Disneyland had single riders. So that made it a lot easier for us to do the parent swap and you know, California screaming. Like we pretty much walked on that one, which was awesome. Wow. That's um, cool. And then the other big difference that we noticed was the food at Disneyland was exceptionally well, um, well done. And that was even just the quick service food. So I feel like Disney world isn't necessarily as competitive. It's like, Hey, you're here, you're going to eat macaroni and cheese and hot dogs and chicken tenders. And <laughs> you're going to like that. And you're going <laughs> to you like know, it. If you're doing, <laughs> yeah, and like, we're going to charge you a lot for that. Um, and I mean, I love like Disney food. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like knocking Disney food. But Disney World, I feel like a quick service, like you, ha they basically kind of drive you up into going to a sit down meal. They're like, hey, you need to do a dining meal, um, do dining plan and schedule a reservation. So I think they kind of drive you to do that at Disney World or Disneyland. Like you can go in and get a heck of a good quick service meal. I mean, the corn dogs in Disneyland are like, if I was like last meal, I'd be requesting Disneyland corn dogs. Like they're that good. They like, there's this one little stand that they do like fresh dipped corn dogs. And I, they're not like these crappy corn dogs that they've thrown into like a toaster oven. They're like, here you go. Like they are so incredibly good. In addition to that, like everywhere we went, the food was so good like that. And when we did do sit down, like signature dining, it was still really good. And it was just as good as Walt Disney World. But at that point, you're like, I don't even know why I would do a, a reservation when I can go into the park and get food that's, you know, incredible without having to sit down and waste all of my time sitting down. One of the dishes that we had was at the plaza. We went there for lunch the first day and we got their chicken dish. And it's just fried chicken. The serving size was like enough to feed two adults and the chicken was so good. I mean, I was like, why? You're, this whole time Disney could have been serving me this chicken at Walt Disney World? This is so awesome. <laughs> and it was this huge dish with like mashed potatoes and gravy, sweet like glazed carrots. 
And then after the dish, we brought it to the table. I'm like, why didn't we share this? This is so much food. Where at Walt Disney World, they would never give you such a large platter size because they would be like, oh, a family could share this. We need to, you know, make sure they purchase two meals and they were able to get that money from you. I feel like Disneyland, they know that the competition is right outside the gates. So if you don't have, if you're not competitive with pricing and with food, then like, I'm just going to eat IHOP on the way in and I'm not going to get breakfast there. Or I'll bring sandwiches in for the day. Or, hey, it's seven o'clock at night. I'm not even going to worry about having the chicken dish. I'll just go outside and eat Burger King or we'll pick up Taco Bell on our way home. (laughs) So I think that they know that competition's right at their doorstep. So they have to be more competitive with food. And And most people are just coming in for the day. So we saw a lot of people with coolers. You know, most, you know, coolers full of pizza and lunchables and all that kind of stuff. So I think at Disney World, you might be able to do that for a day or two. But then after that, your your mini fridge is tapped out or you don't have a car to go get more food where most people were trying to bring in food. So they were really trying to cater to those people like, hey, instead of bringing in pizza, like you could get a corn dog instead or go and get the, the chicken dish because it was it was amazing. Like the, that was the one thing I was like, the food here is so much better than it was at Walt Disney World. And even our like sit down meals, we did afternoon tea and we did a lot of comparing with afternoon tea and both afternoon teas that we've had are incredible. I love the one at Steakhouse 55. I thought it was a great experience. Tons of food, again, more food than Disney World, but we were able to sit there for about an hour, even with our son and have an awesome experience. And we did try to do as much of the sit down dining as we could. So we went to Carthay Circle, which is the premier dining event within California Adventure and we had an awesome experience there too so if you ever have the opportunity to check out that I would recommend it and one of the things that I tried there that was kind of unique was this rose soda water so I do do any of you guys drink like Perrier or anything I'm I'm like big into sparkling water no okay so (laughs) I'm like for whatever reason like big into sparkling water so they had this like sparkling soda water and I and they took a rose petal dipped it into sugar like crystallized sugar put it in the drink and then it was sparkling soda water with like this rose, rose petal yeah. flavor in it. It was so unique and incredible. So the next day, I get this is kind of a goofy story, but the next day, my husband, like, we're getting ready to leave. And I'm like, hang on a minute, I gotta go do something. I ran to Carthay Circle and like begged them, I'm like, hey, can you give me just a cup of this rose soda water? And I don't know if they thought I was going to like put had a flask in my purse or something and I was going <laughs> to pour into it, but they were so, they, so for at first they're like, yeah, we're not going to be able to sell it to you because you're not in the bar. And I was like, okay, well I'll go just sit in the bar for a second. So they take me in and they're like, you have to sit down at the bar. So I sat down and ordered it through like a server. And I was like, I, don't worry, I'm going to tip you. It's fine. Like, yeah. and so he comes over and he's like, They said that I can do this only because it's non-alcoholic. So I guess they were worried about me taking alcohol into the park, even though they serve alcohol through the park. Yeah. But he goes, he delivers it and he said, I can't give you a lid and I have to watch you walk out with it. Oh my God. I was like, what the heck? (laughs) So the, the guy, I had like, there was like three guys at the table and they're like, oh, he's got to watch you walk out with it. Like, and they're being kind of creepy. But I was like, I would have loved to have more of it, but they made such a deal out of the soda water. And I guess they must have thought I was going to make it into a mixer, but I really didn't. I just really, it was non alcoholic. I just really loved the, the flavor of it. So. Anyways, if you're ever there, I highly recommend this. Like, well, where's that bar center. at? It's in the so if you go into Carthay Circle, like the first level, 
is just the lounge and where you check in. And then the second level is actually all of the dining. So and that's the dining land. California Adventure. California Adventure. Oh. Well, they allow alcohol in the park, don't they? Yeah, that's well, you, why I didn't understand why he was. You being can't bring so your own though. about it. But I mean, he's. I, well, I, I, I by what they know and what they don't it. know doesn't kill them either. No, I know, but I'm saying that's probably what it is. It's pro- people were probably maybe not doing that, but I, I don't know. Well, there must be whatever their policy is. You hmm. know, I noticed that they only served beer outside of like their restaurant, so maybe they only did like hard liquor inside of the restaurant. But I mean, I even told them like I'm just like legit just want this i was like i must look sketchy <laughs> like, I, was like, I got profiled um, <laughs> were these east coasters in our park yeah they they heard, they'd heard about me and my drinking um <laughs> but yeah the carthay circle was awesome so on the second level the that the reason they have carthay circle there is because that's where walt premiered snow white so the entire restaurant inside is like looks just like the replica of Carthay Circle and then is a nod to Snow White. So the they have some hidden Mickeys on the chandeliers inside and then the ceiling is painted to look like the exterior of the cottage of Snow White's cottage. And then they have some some additional hidden things like on the tabletop they have um, ingrained in the wood is the evil queen's face and oh, just like wow. four select tables. So he it actually like took me over and showed me the tables. And then one of the tables, the base of the table is made to look like the wishing well from Snow White. So it was really cool like to have, you know, our server took the extra like five minutes and walked us through um, the restaurant and kind of talked about hidden Mickey's and all the nods that were there to Walt. So I think that was the one of the, the neatest things that we got to see was like it was actually Walt's park. And this is this was Walt's idea versus Disney World is this is what we think Walt would have liked. It's Disneyland is this is this is his park. This is his vision. He walked in the this area. This is his, you know, his vision. So it was really um, that's probably the most enjoyable part. And I got to go on the Lily Bell, too, which is his train and his train car dedicated to to Lily, which is really neat. That's pretty. I mean, we we were t- we were super busy the entire time. I love going to Disneyland. We had a, a, quite an amazing experience. You know, the flight for I think most people probably is only another hour or two instead of getting to Disney World. So I would really recommend it. You don't get that full immersive experience like you do at Disney World. Like, you know, when you enter Main Gate at Disney World, that's all you see is Disney, and you can really let go of reality. Where Disneyland, like, it's still like when you leave the hotel at night. You, you know, you're seeing reality, you know, you see cars go by, you see, you know, people honking and, and all of that. So that's, you know, the, one of the biggest differences between the two, but we really had a great experience and I would, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Anything that I can answer for you guys or, uh, anything else you want me to elaborate on? I'm trying to think of some other cool things that we did. Well, the few, the few things that I had jo- jotted down, you kind of hit already. The corn dogs, which I had heard so much about, and the churros, I believe, were the mainstay snacks there. So you, you kind of mentioned both of those, and you mentioned the attractions, which I know we've spoken about multiple times on, on on here. I'm assuming you didn't, because you were there with your your son, but I'm, I'm assuming you guys didn't get to check out Trader Sam's. Oh, we did. Ah, no, we did. Okay. There we go. <laughs> See, right to the point. We're all star, all star parents. Um, <laughs> so we, our son was actually taking a nap one day, and we were heading over for afternoon tea, and our son had fallen asleep in the stroller. So we we briefly stopped into Trader Sam's. So we actually went into the 
the area inside. So it was crowded because it was a weekend and a ton of people were sitting outside. So we went inside. They have different drinks. So we thought that was really cool. I got like a, a piranha. I think it was called the piranha, the mm. piranha something. And it was like a red blue slushy drink. And it was really good. My husband got something that he that they didn't have in Disney World as well. We didn't see some of the theatrics like we did at Disney World. And maybe we just weren't in there long enough. Only one time did they like, they just yelled really loud. The the, the bartenders did. It was really cool to go to like the first location of Trader Sam's. And they served food there too. So it was yeah. neat to see their menu because I think Trader Sam's and Disney World just started serving like some light appetizers. There was a lot of people who were sitting down and eating like a full meal in there. So we had a really, I mean, we enjoyed it. We probably sat there maybe for an hour or so and just hung out and watched everybody come in and out. But the thing that we liked better about Disney World was Trader Sam's kind of like a hole in the wall and you have to know it's there and it feels a little bit more secretive where I didn't feel like Trader, Trader Sam's feels more like a, the, in Disneyland feels more like a tiki hut and you kind of just go in and everybody knows it's there where Trader Sam's in Disney World is kind of like this little hole in the wall. If the door's closed, it's pretty discreet. You wouldn't know it was there. You kind of like, it's almost like you like knock on the door a couple times and say a code to get in in Disney World. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll agree I, with that. I liked that vibe a little bit more of it, it being more of an, an exclusive, like exclusive opportunity, but it was really neat to go in and see it. It was much busier than I had anticipated to. So uh, they're, they're cranking drinks out of there, but they're just as strong as Disney World. So you have one or two and you are good to go. Oh, yeah. um, so you get your money's worth out of those. Cool. So that was cool. And one thing I just thought about too, and we've talked about in the show before, was Main Street Electrical Parade, yes. leaving Disney World to go to Disneyland. Yep. So it was very cool to be there um, just two days after they had started the parade over there in Disneyland and to hear everybody's excitement about it. So I think that's part of the reason the parks were so busy while we were there. It was cool, like just overhearing everybody because, you know, a lot of people had grown up with that parade. So they were bringing their children back to introduce them to it. And they were really excited to share it with their family. But we were standing next to next to some um I would say they're probably like millennials, like in their tw like early 20s, maybe 18 or 19. And they were like, I mean, it's just old school. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm going to be taking my kids back to see Paint the Night someday. And my parents are going to be like, oh, Slinky looks so ancient. Why is this a big deal? You know, and they were kind of like <laughs> knocking it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm old. Like, <laughs> I like old vintage things. You know, it was just funny how um, to hear them describe it. But it was cool that they had like banners throughout the parks announcing the Main Street Electrical Parade. But they also had sweet treats that were dedicated just to um, the Main Street Electrical Parade. So I'll post um, some pictures and we can link over with the, our Twitter accounts. But they had like the the snails and the turtles that, that spin around and different things like that. They had those in the shape of Rice Krispie treats. And then they had some that were made out of marshmallows with jelly beans that were like the shape of a caterpillar and they had a bunch of them that said main street electrical parade on them and then some really cool looking like mushroom like mushrooms but they were sweet treats and then they had like chocolates on them that said main street electrical parade so i thought that was really cool because they'd never done anything like that at disney world with that with that parade so it was cool to see it you know hyped up a little bit more over there because i think it deserves it it's a really unique parade so 
Nice. That was that was a that was cool to see how it translated over there. I'm curious to you know have you guys heard anything about Paint the Night and where that's going or what's happening? I guess it's still rumored that it could be coming down to us, but I I, I haven't researched. It's a very it strong rumor from what I hear. Yeah, so well, you know, they, we thought, they haven't announced any timing for it. No. But we noticed on all of their signage that the Main Street Electrical Parade had a date on it that ended in June. So we're like, what the heck is going to happen after June? So it was like from now until June, the Main Street Electrical Parade. So I'm wondering if they're not, they're maybe going to put it on a boat and send it overseas. It, it might. Like Main Street Electrical Parade's going to actually be. So they're going to port it out. But it was unique that they had an end date on it. So yeah, I knew it was limited time when it was going over there. They may send it back to, to Tokyo or I I don't know. It's been to Tokyo before, right? That's where it was in between. Yes. Before when it left Disneyland, when we had Spectro, that's where the electrical parade was. I don't know if it ever went through Tokyo, through Paris I don't know that they would send it to Shanghai. I don't, I don't think it's ever been to Paris. I know it's not been to Hong Kong. No. So I, who knows? Who knows what they're doing? I, I, whatever they're doing, they're keeping it pretty hush, and they're just keeping rumors alive. But I, I have no idea what's going where. Yeah, so that was pretty – I mean, that was interesting to kind of see that come, you know, with the end date on there. But, but I think the most the, – one of the neatest things that we, uh, we got to see, too, is Cars Land, which we don't have here on in Orlando. So Cars Land, they did such a, a great job with the execution on Cars Land. It feels like you're in Radiator Springs. So, you know, it's almost worth taking a trip to Disneyland just to be able to see Cars Land. Um, at night, too, the, that area of the park, it changes with, like, the lights and the music. And it just, our son loved it. But, I mean, I think I was geeking out more than him. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, the actual Radiator Springs, like, ride is, I mean... They have you go through like the. I think it's it has a different name, but we went through like the the track and the way that they started out like you're just going on a cruise and then you see the waterfall. I mean, the the scale and the spectrum that they give you on it, like the perspective is so different and it looks massive. It's just so gorgeous on how they did it, and you kind of go through the the full like almost like movie scene of the different rides and, or the um, different scenes and. It, it's just, it's really incredible. We had tons of fun. And our son is finally old enough to get on some of those attractions, too, where when we took him at 18 months, he wasn't old enough to get on anything. And then this year, he could pretty much go on everything. So we did the the new Luigi's ride where Luigi dances with a partner and, and like, you're in a car and they shimmy and shake back and forth and spin around, which was really cool to watch because none of those vehicles are on a track. So it's just, like, GPS. Um, they just shift, like, to the right and to the left and they weave in and out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that ride, but it'd be worth like doing a quick YouTube video on like, so they tell you you're going to be dancing with Rosa and then you have another car that you kind of dance and rotate around. And it was, Oh my gosh, it was cool. Like when you actually stood there and, and noticed that they would always line up in the same exact spot with no tracks. So they'd all been programmed perfectly to start and end in a certain spot. So it was really cool. It's like tires you're on, isn't it? Or was that the old just one? Like, that's just the old one. So th- this is the new one that oh, opened. Okay. And it there's, there's, I mean, I was like trying to figure out how they programmed them. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You're just like on, on like an open slate, almost like a roller rink style. 
Mm. And then like all of them like move <laughs> they're, and they're perfectly in line too. And they're so far apart so they don't hit each other. It, it wow. was really cool just to see the technology involved um, in that where we don't have anything like that at, at, at Disney World. <laughs> well, so. you keep... Uh... Keep answering all my questions before I ask them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's so fine. I do have no, to tell good. you guys about like the Ferris wheel of death. Oh, <laughs> so, Mickey's fun wheel. <laughs> oh my god! So we went on um, the Ferris wheel, the one that has like the the moving, the swinging buckets on it at, at Disney's California Adventure. Oh, the hell and we that. took our toddler, so <laughs> we waited in line. It was maybe only like 15 minutes, and any height can go on it. So we're like, oh, it can't be that bad. And we get on there, and there are two 13-year-old boys with their mom, and they are just, like, white and horrified. Like, they are <laughs> so freaked out. And they're – and the mom goes – the mom goes, they're making me go on this because they said it's the worst ride here. Like, it's the it's the scariest ride at Disney. <laughs> and I was like, at this point, we're loaded, and the doors are closed with our toddler. <laughs> so we're like, oh, are you, so should we tell them that we need to get off? And the kids are like, no, no, it's going to be fine. As they, like, like stick their fingers through the fencing to hold on inside of the bucket. Like, they're, like, gripping any way they can so they don't slide around. So I'm, like, grabbing our son, wrapping, like, barrel, like, like hugging him, trying to figure out, like, how much we're going to, like, slide out of the seat. <laughs> so they said that that ride was scarier than California Screaming for them. Um, wow. Two 13-year-old wow. boys. So it was, it was pretty horrifying, but I think the difference is our son didn't know how high up we were. We're like, as adults, we could see out of the bucket and yeah. we could see how high we were. So as we were like, like, so it's just like a circular rail that you're on. So as you go higher, you slide down the rail and then you, when you hit the end, you kind of swing back and forth for a little bit. So our son was like wanting to stand up and he was getting bored towards the end. He didn't under, cause you're not strapped into anything. So but my husband and I, we were both my husband's like, he's afraid of heights. So he's like, I'm going to vomit. I, I'm going I'm, I'm to get sick. I can't handle it. And then the two boys are like cowered in the corner with their mom. And their mom's like, you're going to freak the toddler out. Please stop. You know, the mom's like trying to shame them. So it was overall, I mean, it was super scary. And I think our, t our son was like holding it better to together than anybody else that was on the ride. But <laughs> Because of the height, it really did freak you out. So you do two full loops, and the first loop is really just loading everybody, and then the second loop is full speed around. So you really get the a good idea of what the attraction is going to be like the second time around. And towards the end, I was like, "Oh my god, you just please make it stop!" Like I just can't, I couldn't handle any more swinging and flipping around. It oh. was wild. So. I would say if that ride was at Disney World, again, Disneyland and Disney World, that's probably the most thrilling attraction I've ever been on. And it's no height restriction. Somebody should have warned us. Yeah, really. <laughs> so I feel bad that our son did it, but it didn't seem to bother him. But hey. I could see how you could get in there and somebody would really freak out and <laughs> decide they want to change their plan. Well, that's, that's, um, that's one I'll definitely be skipping when I get out there. Hell with that. <laughs> yeah, after I, you, you got to try about it that last week. I had. I'm not so sure I want to go on it. <laughs> you you have to try it because it's a lot of fun. But when you get but in you there, and there's not a seat cards, right? Yeah, there's stationary ones, which like a ton of people were doing too. Like that line was actually longer than the swinging cars. Oh, there you go. That's um, one for me. Yeah. So <laughs> and it, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I just don't. 
uh, you have to try it once. It's just not something that I think I would probably go on again. Like, I'm like, I've done it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of scary. One and so. done. And then they close it during World of Color, too. So, but it was it was starting to get a little darker outside. So I think it'd be really cool to do at night because you get a, a gorgeous view of the city. And, you know, you, you see more than just like, you know, in Florida, you're just going to see Disney World and some flat land. Where there, you'll, you can really see quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. So you said the crowds were crazy on the weekend? Yes, they were terrible on the weekends. Like, I would, if somebody, if, if somebody scheduled a trip to Disneyland and they said, I'm just going to go Saturday and Sunday and that's it. And then go do something else um, in L.A., they're just not going to. I, w- I wouldn't recommend doing that. I don't think you'd have a good time at all. Um, yeah, we're going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when we get back from Hawaii. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't mean to like, yeah. I don't mean to like blow up your plans. We'll deal with um, it. Yeah, I mean, if, if and see with us, it's hard. Like we can't stand. It's it's challenging for us to stand in line with a toddler for yeah, you know thirty plus that. minutes. I would there. rather, like for me, I'm like I. That's like the worst thirty minutes of my life. Um, so <laughs> if, if you didn't have to do that, I think it would probably be fine. And you, you, there's so much to look at because there's so many small things that they do at Disneyland to. Like the Imagineers do such a good job that I think you would be able to pass the time very quickly. Um, but the queues are really different too, where like our queues really wrap around and there's some interactive things like in their queues, it's just chain link and you're super close together because there's just not enough landscape there. So all Mm -hmm. of their lines are jam packed together. So at one point my husband was wearing a backpack and he just knocked out everybody in line. Like (laughs) as he walked by, he was just like clearing the side of the line because that's how that's how close together the lines are. That's me. Um, I'm, I'm giant backpack guy knocking into people, turning corners. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at Disney World, you have kind of enough room that you every now and then you might bump somebody. But I mean, it was you're you're right there, like you're bumping elbows almost as you walk by, and there's not mm. much to look at because you're just you're just zigging back and forth. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, Friday and Saturday, I would say, is going to be a challenging Friday. We saw the crowd levels increase a lot, but Saturday and Sunday were terrible. I mean, it was like I, I bumped into a guy who was an Imagineer, and we talked for a little while. And he was a, an Imagineer out in California, and that he's the one who told me that they were at, at I think either ninety two or ninety four percent capacity that day. Wow! So, um, and, and I mean, but it's you know we just used the weekend to to like explore. So hey, let's go into all of the shops and look at. Because, I mean, even the shops have, like, animatronics in them. It's so crazy. Like, there's one shop that there's, like, animatronics that dance around. There's another one that's, like, it looks like a toy, a children's toy room. So you'll have, like, different tributes to different movies. So there was, like, you know, a Mary Poppins call out. Then there was, like, different elements from Peter Pan. And the more you look at it, the more you saw that the Imagineers had kind of layered in these different these different movies and these different attractions. So it was really cool. And their merchandise is different. So, you know, we almost spent a full day just kind of exploring like the Starbucks there and some of the, the random shops. So, and they have a castle walkthrough, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard I need to do that. I've heard. Yeah. Jessica mentioned that numerous times. Well, you, you've pretty much read my entire mind crystal about anything. That was the last <laughs> thing I was going to mention was, how were the shops and, and did you wander through any and what the difference was in that? So I'm glad you 
mention it. So the only thing I wanted mm-hmm. to, the only other thing I wanted to, before my cat keeps pushing buttons on this thing and messes the whole thing up. Um, <laughs> All I envision is like the cat playing the piano right now, like from like the YouTube videos, you know, with the t-shirt on. Yeah, oh, that's what she's trying to do on the keyboard right now. But, and I think pretty much everything you have said has alluded to it, and I just wanted to wait till the end to bring it up. So with everything you've said about the crowd levels on the weekends and how the lines were and how uh, you felt Trader Sam's was and stuff pretty much proves the point, which most people say, and I know Jessica has, has said it multiple times, so not that I don't believe her, but hearing somebody who is a local Walt Disney World person as yourself and then going out there from vacation, it's definitely true that Disneyland is, and then the food, the food part that you mentioned definitely solidified it for me. Mm-hmm. Disneyland is definitely a locals park and Disney World is 100% a tourist destination and that is what well, they're billing it as and that is probably never my kids ever going are older to change than, than yours and, and I think I, they would really I am love even it more intrigued and excited to get being as it's getting ingrained into their brains because I'm such a Disney obsessed <laughs> maniac uh, in my in my house on a daily basis besides when we get to the park so the food part intrigues me probably more than anything else. The attractions I've I've known about the differences and and have seen and have heard about them. So I just it just it's just fascinating to me. It just really really is. Yeah, I mean it was a ton of fun. I'm so glad that we went out there. Um, the parks are very different, but very much the same. Like you feel like you're in Bizarro World, like. It feels like you've discovered a new room in your house that you didn't know was there before. So it's like it feels familiar, but it's not. Right. Um, so you're kind of getting used to like, hey, Center Street even looks different. And it's like just kind of getting used to it not being like your normal park. But that's the element that makes it so cool. It's like discovering a new episode of a show that you've always loved or something. So it's it's that new element that makes me want to go to all of the other Disney parks, too. To kind of see um, what they have to offer and how how different they are, but I have to tell you that the castle is very underwhelming. So yeah. I think there are lots <laughs> of homes in Orlando, like normal size homes that are larger than the Disneyland castle. So quaint <laughs> is the right word for the castle. Um, I've, we I've kind heard of that. joked we're like we're like what oh, I. I you know, Sleeping Beauty's family may have fell on some hard times while they were constructing the castle. Um, so, it, I, Milford, I'll be curious what you think of the castle the first time you lay eyes on it because it you're so used to the Disney World castle with this like magnificent like overpower like it's just all the I don't spires know. and the height and the and and how it's it laid just, out. Like we got there and we're like I'm I'm pretty sure there's just like regular homes in Orlando larger than this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there probably is like it's it's kind of crazy when and then like when you look at the plaza that's to the right um the plaza also has this awesome character buffet for breakfast that i would recommend you can see like eight i think we saw eight different characters it was like captain hook chip and dale some of the mice from cinderella Minnie mouse i mean characters just kept coming out of the woodwork tigger i mean that is one of the best character meals and they have really good food there too it's a it's a buffet for breakfast um, they also do lunch. We've done both. I would recommend lunch, but like awesome, awesome time. But the plaza looks bigger than the castle. Like if you like stood side <laughs> by side, um, 
it, it's it's different. And then in addition to that, like the Matterhorn's larger than the castle, so it you know it looks like there's scale there, but at the same time, it almost doesn't. I it, it, I, I would be curious to ask Walt, like, okay, the castle was obviously the center of the park, but was it meant to truly be like? the key feature of the park because Matterhorn is so large too. Um, yeah. Well, it, you have it, to remember too, at Disney world, they built that all up on a hill too. Mm-hmm. So, and then they, I'm sure they corrected things that they wish they would have done in Disneyland, like having a restaurant in the castle and things like that. So, and the castle there's, is there's super nothing cool. in the castle at Disneyland other than that walkthrough, right? No, there's nothing there. But the castle walkthrough, like, our son loved it. I mean, I've told you before, he's obsessed with villains. And Maleficent has, like, some scenes in there. And at one point, there's, they have a shadow that they cast on the wall. So it looks like Maleficent's walked down the hallway. And our son would take off running to try to catch Maleficent. Um, <laughs> he didn't understand. But, like, so that was, I mean, it's really cool um, to do the castle walkthrough. I, I really enjoyed that. I wish we had that at our park. Yeah, I'm saying our park yeah. like it's mine and Disney yeah, yeah, World. Yeah. But um, yeah, the I other thing it. I was going to tell you is if you do go on Matterhorn, make sure you take some like Advil ahead of time because <laughs> it, you get like it feels like someone's sitting behind you, like punching you in the kidneys the entire time. Oh. <laughs> so you sit like way like way down in the seats, and then it's ba- it's like Everest, but it's like the first version of Everest. So you get yelled at a lot by a yeti. And then by the end, I was, like, my cousin was with us that day. And I turned, like, I looked at her on the ride. And I'm like, it feels like I'm getting beat up. Like, to, does it feel like someone's abusing you right now? <laughs> and she, was, she was like, yeah, it was really bad. So I'll be curious um, to see what you think of Matterhorn, too. Because I got off and I was like, I feel like I've gotten a fist fight that I just lost. <laughs> That's or the cars. I think I've seen those cars before. <laughs> they're they're kind of like Space Mountain, right? I mean, you sit down in them, right? Yeah, you're like, like, yeah, you sit like flat and way down. And somebody was like, oh, I heard they just changed the cars so they'd be more comfortable. I was like, oh, God, I don't know. It was awful. That's what Jessica um, said. She said like, they added new bumpers or something to them. To be, I've, I've always heard. I remember my father telling me and my uncle, and they were out in Disneyland in the, in the late 60s, how brutal that ride was. <laughs> I was like, I feel like an old lady. Like, I got off of it. I was like. I don't think I could go on it again. <laughs> like, I got banged up. <laughs> I mean, it's so much, like, it's one of those attractions that you have to go on because it was, yeah. like, the first, it was the first, like, rail roller coaster. And then you have to see the braking system where you hit the water, which is super cool. Um, so, like, all of, like, the, the history, like, the nostalgia of it's, like, really cool. But it's, <laughs> it's painful. So just. <laughs> just be ready. Like, don't go in the morning if you're like if you back. Right. I would recommend it, <laughs> but you have to try it. It's one of, like you just got to do it. But deep breaths and just maybe take a padded pillow for your back. Because I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting punched in my back a few times. Oh. Make sure I wear so. make sure I wear a sweatshirt that day and roll it up behind me like a lumbar support. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't mean to make it sound like no. I mean, I'm you're some old hag or something. No, but, but you're spot true. on from what I've heard. And I Jessica has even said it on here how rough it is but it's just your descriptions have been awesome this whole show i just i can't, I can't wait for people to hear this because yeah i just like looked at my cousin and i was like i feel like i'm in a fight like i'm, I'm <laughs> getting beat like i'm getting beat up what is happening so and you get like in 
The other thing that I noticed, I felt like all of their rides, the the noises were way louder than our, like, I felt like the volume had been turned up to, like, max level on everything. So, like, Matterhorn in particular, I was like, it's... Matterhorn and Big Thunder, I was like, I I mean, I was, like, plugging my ears like a seven-year-old. Like, <laughs> it's so incredibly loud, like, I couldn't handle it. So, I'll be curious to see if you experience that, too. I'm like, why is it so loud? Am I just that old? Like, what? what well, I don't think the Disneyland rides are being run by a mainframe computer system that's, like, 40 years old anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, You know, well, they're still using DAX at, at uh, Magic Kingdom for most of the rides, so, Well, you also... Know, also uh, the the rides at Magic Kingdom, as they've all had their redos and their and their refurbs and additions and stuff over the years, especially Haunted Mansion and Pirates, and I don't know if I've said this b- before on here, but I've had have have had conversations of it. And Crystal, you mentioned something about it before. I and, and it alludes all back to the tourist park versus locals park. Pirates and Haunted Mansion, they used to feel like you were on there for twelve and fifteen minutes because they didn't turn it up to 11 for lack of a better word haunted mansion used to take a little while to get through because the omni mover was moving at a decent speed now it's just it's they just want to get people in and out of there and, mm-hmm. and if you blink you're missing scenes in that anymore and it mm-hmm. never used to be that way you used to hear a lot of the whole spiel in madame leota's room and now you're barely you're lucky if you hear one line you hear coming around. one line or two and, yeah. and pirates too i mean pirates I mean, I like Jack Sparrow, but I would have been fine if they never added him to that ride. And they really unruckused. I mean, that Pirates was loud. The the Yo Ho Yo Ho song was playing in every room in some way, shape, or form. And it was yeah. it was like it was like a friggin' Pirates set. Now it's like so you don't hear the song till the final scene, and it and it's bothered me since that redo. And it really is it really is a shame that they. I get that you have to update the rides, but don't take away what was there to make it, I don't know. And they added Sparrow to the one in California, too, right? They did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to check out the red, char- the red car trolleys, too, which is over at Disney California Adventure. Like, our son loved them, but that is one thing that I really wish we had at Hollywood Studios. I think... It would it would take that park to the next level, and they just got those like in 2012, so they haven't been around very long. But it just it provides a lot at the park. And yeah, so they run up an and down the street, the right? Yeah, and they let like they let our son like push the button to make the whistle sound and stuff. Yeah, and that's cool. We spent almost like one whole day just like riding the trolley. He adored. Um, he adored doing that, but I was shocked because they didn't have any merchandise at all. There was no red car trolley merchandise. Oh, like, wow. We would have bought, uh. we would have bought everything in sight because he was so <laughs> into it. And I was like, we were going into the stores trying to find merchandise, and they had nothing available. Oh wow! So I felt like that was kind of a miss because that was something so cool to that park. I feel like Hollywood Studios could really use something like that. Even just like I think maybe the there's too many people. So it just wouldn't work out. The other thing I forgot to mention, too, was we talked about food. You have to get the beignets. Is that what you call them? Beignets? Beignets. beignets over beignets, in New Orleans. Yeah. Beignets. Those, those, were, those were great. And they have a mint julep that really needs liquor, but they don't serve liquor. So Oh, man. Is that New Orleans Square? Yeah. It's, sorry, I was just looking through my pictures, and I was like, I, gotta, I know there's more to talk about. <laughs> those were awesome. Those were so super good. You know, they had a lot of treats, like the Matterhorn. They have Matterhorn macaroons, macaroons which yeah. were 
Oh my god, I know Jessica had talked about those and she recommended trying it. That was super, super good. So we checked that out as well. Carthay Circle, I tried some of like their soup there. They had like a potato bacon soup. That was awesome. Um, that's bacon and ch- cheddar cheese. Never a bad idea. Mm, no, not at all. So, and then we did try the cozy cone, like one of the cozy, I don't know, from the cozy cone, but it's like everything served in a cone. Yeah, so yeah. we had macaroni and cheese with bacon on it served in a cone. Mm, that's fantastic. <laughs> and and that was really good. And they had this pomegranate lemonade that they would they could add liquor to. Um, I didn't have them add liquor, but that was really good. So I would uh, recommend trying that too. Hmm. Let's see if there's anything else. Sorry, I'm just flipping through pictures to make sure I got it all. But yeah, we gosh, we had so much fun. I'm That's like looking awesome. through my photos and I'm like, oh, it went by so fast. So, How did eight days go by so fast? So I thought of something else that you didn't mention at all. And maybe, like I said, you were there with a toddler, so it's kind of hard. And, and they're definitely not interested in any of this. But how was the – because I know they have a ton more of it than Disney World does – the live entertainment, like the street atmosphere stuff, like did you catch like the original Dapper Dan's? I know there's live bands all over New Orleans Square and and things like that. Did you happen to catch or uh, listen to any live entertainment? Yeah, because I know Jessica talks about it all the time, and I've heard you know great things about it, you know, from on social media and everything else. I just wanted to hear your your take on that and what you thought of it. I thought their street atmosphere was actually better than Disney World. Mm. Um, so the Dapper Dans were like they would do different songs. Um, they did a lot of different songs, but they did a lot of like a lot of singing. I felt like more so than like even doing the the musical instruments that they do sometimes on Main Street. And they did a rendition of Green Grinning Ghost. It, and we were just kind of walking through the park and we heard them. We stopped and like just couldn't move. We had to like watch them. Um, it was four guys doing Green Grinning Ghost, and their rendition of it was outstanding um we also watched them like bring a girl up and like do like a little dance and song and dance with her which was really good the band the main street band comes out and they did an awesome show and by the end they like add in some pop culture like um like a little pop into the music and they did like a scene from indiana jones like i loved watching them i have such a good time watching them do that so i that was something that we spent a lot of time doing. And then over at DCA, they have like a streetcar, a streetcar trolley performance where Mickey Mouse comes out. We watched that twice um, in one day because it was so good. Like they'll have the, the like a full performance that lasts about 20 minutes there on the street. So it was really cool. And then wow. they also run a ton of transportation up and down Main Street. So they have like an omnibus a fire truck, like two or three different cars. Like we um, used to a have. A trolley with, <laughs> yeah, a trolley with a horse, like a horse-drawn trolley. They probably had six different modes of transportation constantly going up and down the street. It was, it, wow. so like we, with That's having awesome. a, a kid, like we had to do every one of them. <laughs> yep. And we're geeks, like we're geeks too. So like we wanted to do all of them too, because just like the, the top, you could go the second level of the omnibus, like the view that you got of Main mm-hmm. Street was so cool. So we we did that and had a great time. It is insane, though, to see in the background, to see mountains. Like we were on like Big Thunder Mountain and the treehouse and different things like that. And we would see like snow-capped mountains in the background, which was just wild. So that that was really cool to see, too. But the streamosphere is awesome. Like, like all of their live performers do a great job. And they also have 
amazing cast member interactions. So like all of our character interactions and cast member interactions were like top notch. So their characters there in particular are amazing. Like a great example is at one point our my my husband had taken my, our son out and I was just like writing the, the the bill the check closing it out and Minnie came over and I was like oh Minnie hey see it you know like hey the kid's gone I'll see ya you know like you don't need to come over here because she'd already been to our table and Minnie came over and she was like you know doing like where did they go and I was like oh yeah they're they're out of here and she was like. She came over and she was like, she just gave me like a hug and like did like a full interaction with me, even though I was by myself. And I even like waved her off like, hey, you don't need to come over here. My son's not here. And she still was like, nope, I'm going to come over and engage you and have an interaction. (laughs) And like was incredible, like spent just like two minutes with me by myself. And I think at Disney World, typically you'd wave them off and they'd be like, "Okay, bye. And they'd wave and just go to the next table. Yep. Um. So I was really impressed um, how the characters handled everything. And then at like the plaza, for example, we had like three characters at our table at one time. Um, and our son had fallen, like he fell asleep before we got there. So they would take pictures with our son of him sleeping in the stroller, like doing the sh- you know, like their little finger at their, up by their mouth. And then after he woke up, they all came back to our table to make sure that we had the interaction with them. Uh, wow. So That's awesome. It, it, just great cast member experiences across the board. Like whether we were at the restaurant or in the parks and then it's wild. Cause like you'll just see like Peter Pan or hook, like just walk by you in the park. And like my husband had a captain, sh- captain hook shirt on and like, there goes captain hook. And then he saw my husband. So we like walk, he like approached my husband and was like, come here. I got to get your picture. Like, let's get a picture together since you're wearing, you know, a shirt with me on it. So the three boys got together and they all held up like their little hook fingers. And it was, it was awesome. Like just some of the, that was, that was very unique. So I mean, personally, like our experience at Disneyland, I would say was almost even better than Disney world. It was, it was really great. Hmm. Wow. Good. That's awesome. I think that's it. I officially think I've like shared. (laughs) So, (laughs) so downtown Disney, anything not to miss there? I mean, is it just the typical shopping? I mean, obviously it's not anything like Disney Springs, but. Is there anything there that shouldn't be missed? Hmm. So we went to Tortilla Joe's, which is really cool. It's one of those, like, they made guacamole at the table for us. If you love Mexican food, I think there's tons of other places to eat in L.A. for Mexican food. But it was still really, really good. Um, But it's pretty standard practice stuff. It's, like, sprinkles, cupcakes. They did have a -A Build-A-Bear. So you're saying, is any place not to miss. It's a place I would recommend missing. You'll go in there and drop like $70 on a teddy bear that you can't fit in your suitcase on the way home. That was a No, I'd rather go that spend was $70 in the sock store. Yeah. Well, and they have these awesome new socks. I bought my husband a pair. One has Mickey hats all over it. And then the other pair is actually the attraction poster for Jungle Cruise. And it's set like one's got the elephant on the other one says like an adventure oh. and wait. And it's actually the Jungle Cruise socks. Bought him some of those. But I don't think there's anything like you can kind of breeze through there. It's, you know, Starbucks. You can build your own race car, which I think like a like a nine or ten year old kid would love to do. They have some art shops just like normal. Yeah. And then kind of like a World of Disney style store that has everything in it that you can go through. You know, I thought the coolest thing that they had was a lot more Tommy Bahama shirts. If you like the Tommy Bahama. Oh, yeah. like they have a ton of those, and they had this really nice long sleeve one that had a mini or a Mickey logo on it, and like a, a Hawaiian shirt, which was super nice. I mean, obviously you got a pot for Tommy Bahama, but they that that was super nice. 
you know, our our Disney Springs just like is just really really nice. So yeah. I I don't think you have to do it. it, it it's you're you're gonna want to walk through it and see the area, but there's nothing that I would say like, hey, schedule some extra time to go do you know to go do downtown Disney. I don't. You could. Well, I think somebody kind of said if we're coming back from Disneyland to the Grand Californian, we would walk through downtown Disney anyway. You do. I think the only difference is jumping on the monorail. So, Uh, yeah, you really can't ride the monorail unless you board it from downtown Disney. And their security is a little different than ours is. So you have to go through security before you even get close. Like you go through security and then you get up to like main gate and the turnstiles. So if you're coming in from the other side of downtown Disney, like by the, the resorts, you have to go through security there versus going through like the hotels. So when you come to the monorail, like they, they'll like, you go through like a, another like round of, you got to go through your car, you got to use your key card, your card to get in. So you got to have your pass to get in. So they, that's where they check you. Cause you go right into the park from there. So you uh-huh. like enter the, enter the park at the monorail. So that's, uh, that was unique because before you go through security there and your ticket there. So they move uh-huh. security. They've since moved security back. And security is just a lot different there. So you can't even get into downtown Disney without going through security now. Well, you know, that's been a question that's been raised about Florida. Yeah, I've is heard that, that they're You know, they don't away. check they don't check people coming into down into Disney Springs. So. Oh, so I'd heard that they were gonna move security away from the entrance of Magic Kingdom. So, you know, that area where they they have secure like the security line and then the turnstiles and there's all those people gathered there. They're trying to get bag check and everything before then because there's too many people just standing around right there. Yeah. Um, Are they trying to do it at the TTC or? I think event they want to have it before you even like yeah. So yeah. it'd be like at the TTC before you got on the monorail before you got on, on the, the, ferry the ferry boat or the right when you get off or buses. buses. Yeah. Yep. So they're, I think, from what I heard, that they're they're working on that, but I don't know how soon we would we would see it. But I mean, they had a lot of police officers with dogs. So when we would like walk in or get off the bus, there would be like two two dogs walking back and forth right there by security. And then they have the um, the metal detectors, but not everyone had to go through metal detectors. Yeah. If you what wow. one or two locations, everyone had to. Go. So like. When we entered on the hotel side, everybody had to go through metal detectors. When we entered on the side of the buses, we didn't have to. Not everybody had to do it. And I think I've joked about it before that at Disney World, I swear they only pick me when I'm, like, falling apart. So they'll be like, <laughs> you need to go through the metal detector while your son is screaming. He's just scraped right. his knees and fallen. And this is the time I need you to go through. Where, like... I felt like Disneyland, I didn't feel like they checked our bags nearly as thoroughly. And they kind of looked at you and they're like, yeah, you got a lot going on. Just keep going. Where I, I felt like they were grabbing a lot of people to go through it that were like, oh, they're by themselves or just two older adults with no children. Like they would have them go. Right. I, well, my, my friend that's a security guy at uh, Disney World says the secret is don't make eye contact. <laughs> if you don't make eye contact, they will not pick they you. They won't pick you because then they, they think pick the yeah. people that look straight at them. Yeah, I'm like I. I always feel like I get picked when my son like is losing his mind. On um, <laughs> we did have a really awesome um, interaction with one of the security guards though. So our son drew a picture 
and gave it to one of the security guards um, that was checking our bags. And the guy was super nice. And then the next day we came through and the same guy was there and he remembered our son and talked to him again and said, hey, I have your picture at home. I hung it on my refrigerator. So this is like really oh, sweet cool. that he remembered him. And so yeah, overall, we just had a great, great time. It was so much fun. I mean, now that I'm looking at all my pictures, I was just saying earlier, I'm like, I think I've done it. I don't need to go back for a little while. And now I'm like, yeah, we need to go back. I need to, to schedule another trip. <laughs> so I think I'm already, I'm ready to go back for another one. <laughs> it's just too much fun. It's just, I don't know. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll show you guys some of these pictures. And if you guys follow me on Twitter at Disney Brewing, tons of great pictures. I, I felt like I was posting something like every hour or so, but it was just something uh, you know, another unique, fun opportunity that I was like, I got to share with everybody how cool this is. So yeah, definitely check that out. And if there's anything I can help answer, I know Milford, you have a trip coming up. When do you, when do you leave? We head to Hawaii on the 10th of March and we'll be at Disneyland on St. Patrick's day. Oh, awesome. That'll so, be tons of fun. Yeah. So yeah, I'm watching the boards to see if they do anything at the park for Disneyland or for, for St. Patrick's day. I would have to imagine they would, you know, they were doing something for the Chinese New Year while we were there in yeah. um, Disney California Adventure, which we didn't know anything about. But they had like an entire like immersion area set up with different foods you could sample, kind of like a mini food and wine. But then they had face painters and calligraphy and all this other stuff that you could do there, too. Yeah. So that well, was and then food and wine's going on while we're there, too. So. Oh, cool. That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, we had a ton of fun. Afternoon tea was great. I mean, at, you really can't go wrong with any of the the dining. And if I think of anything at Downtown Disney, you have to do. I'll uh, I'll let you know, but I really can't think of anything right now. Okay. Cool. cool. Anything else that I can I can answer tell you guys about? I could go on for days, really. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I think that was a uh, I think it was a fantastic recap of your trip. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you're. You had a good time with your your little guy, and he enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I mean, you you covered it all. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. So I think I'm we're glad. gonna I think we're gonna wrap it up with that one. Perfect. So we thank Crystal for that ridiculously great review and that very energetic review, <laughs> which is great. No, I loved it. I loved I loved listening to every minute of it. The three of us thank you this week for listening, and on behalf of our three missing members. We appreciate and thank all the downloads we've been getting. We've been getting some good numbers, and we check in our stats that Milford does for us every month. We've come to the conclusion that everybody likes hearing about booze, <laughs> especially when it comes to maybe booze in the Magic Kingdom, so maybe we'll bring you some more episodes <laughs> featuring drinks around different areas of the parks and if there's any ideas or anything else that any of our listeners would like us to chat about or talk about or or have somebody on about to chat with, uh, we're we're open to that. You know, we're open to having some guests on too. So suggest a way. Uh, you can find us on the DizExplorers.com, and there's links on there to all our social media sites on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and also on YouTube. And you can also find links to all of our individual troopers on there. Uh, follow all of us along we're on all of the major social media sites either all of them some of them in some combination so definitely check us out give us a shout let us know you're listening let us know what you think 
We love to interact with everybody and have a good time. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode, and we will talk to everybody next time.